The following QCCS Mackay Cutters Change the Game episode contains critical and confronting conversations that some listeners may find upsetting. Audience discretion is advised. Change the Game, proudly brought to you by the QCCS Mackay Cutters. Hi everyone, welcome to QCCS Mackay Cutters Change the Game vodcast podcast. I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we meet on today, the Yui people of the Kulin Nation, and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I'm Mitch Cook, I'm your host today, and I'm very lucky to be joined by Zach Dalton, uh, or otherwise known as Dalts. Welcome, Dalts. Hey, Mitch, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Uh, before we start, I'm just going to like to a bit of a shout out and pay tribute to uh, Trouble Exposure's David May. This is his first uh, one we're doing without David behind the screen and the cameras, and he's done a great job. I just want to wish uh, Dave all the best uh, over in Perth. And uh, what's next for you, mate? But I'm sure we'll, we'll catch up um, soon. Dolts, our, our topic today is Friday laughs. I had a little laugh because I know it's going to be a laugh having this chat. Let's hope so, mate. Let's hope so. Yeah. Um, and pretty much after you've retired from well you didn't retire from footy but you retired from the cutters so you played cutters from 2015 was your last year 14 14 was my last year 14, yeah a couple of injuries um you know made that happen um and then but you still went on and played west and uh, successful as well yeah mate well a uh, bit bit of funny out at west it was um good to get back and just a little less serious you know i I'd slowed down a little bit. It's hard to believe that I could get slower, but I did. And, um, yeah, went out to West with Mickey Baker and, and played out there for a little bit. Had a bit of fun. We lost a couple of grand finals, unfortunately. But, yeah, here's what it is. Yeah, and you were here at the Cutters um, the year before I got here. 2013 was my first year at the club. And uh, you were part of Siebes Zero and the group that come through then, a really good group. And, you know, build up to um, a big reason why we had success in 13 and um, continued on a couple of years after that. But um, we'll talk about some of those memories um, soon. But the first uh, thing I want to get into is pretty much after, well, he, while you're here at the Cutters, you're always known as the, kind of the joker of the group and the funny man and, and personally one of my favourites amongst um, the playing group and not meant to have favourites, but mate, you were one of mine. I didn't feel like it at the time during the <laughs> fitness sessions, Cookie. I can tell you that much. No, there was a few, uh, yeah. I'd always have a laugh after I'd yell at you. Oh, but. Definitely, definitely. But definitely knew my name because I was always at the back. Yeah, we're riding you pretty hard, but we'll just try and get you fit, mate. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you started posting jokes online, and I noticed that through uh, your Facebook page. And um, so I'd like to know how that started. It's still going now. Every every Friday, there's a joke that gets put up and... Um, you know, makes people's weekend and week, I think. Yeah, I'm just a just a bit of a mushroom, mate. You know, fun guy. <laughs> Got it. You're welcome. <laughs> now it was um, just yeah. something that started to to give people a laugh, just to finish off a week. I was things were pretty serious, and everyone's always posting their problems and stuff up on social media. And I don't know, I wanted to make it a little bit lighter. Yeah. And so once a week, it was it. It started off a little bit sporadic, you know, it was once every two weeks, once every three weeks, and then I did two Fridays in a row, and then one bloke was just like, oh, I like your Friday funnies, and I was just like, 
Right, I'll, I'll keep this up, see see where it goes, and had a bit of fun with it, and end up uh, meeting my wife because of it. To be honest. Wow. Yeah, bit was of a it, trip out. Was it? What joke got her over the line? I have no idea. I have no idea. It was actually after a Cutters Old Boy event. Yeah. I went uptown, and it was me, Jar, Jolie Clinton, standing at dispensary, and she's walked up and she's just like, "Oh, are you Zach Dalton?" I was like. Uh, Yep. I thought it was a stitch up. I thought the boys were having me on. She's like, do you put a joke up every Friday? I was just like, this is a hundred percent fake. Who's, who's put you up to this? She's just like, no, no, I see you on Facebook, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we friends? She's just like, no, we've got a mutual friend. And then ended up from there, like what, five years, six years later and married. And this is our, our second anniversary today. So I've got a little daughter out of it. Friday Funnies for the win. Yeah, little Lola, that's pretty special. Uh, congratulations on your Thank you very much. Thanks for coming to the podcast and anniversary. <laughs> I sent flowers, so I love you, Lucy. Um, thank you. <laughs> um, well, when did you first put your first joke up? Ooh, probably mid-2015. I think I've been going for seven years now. So I've missed a couple of Fridays. and um, Any reasons for that? Yes. Oh. I don't know. I think it might have been Christmas one day. I forgot what day it was during the breaks, you know. All the days get mixed up. I then had a few abusive messages off people saying, where was your joke this week? I didn't yeah. realise there was that many people that cared. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, haven't missed one since then. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's a good streak. <laughs> it's what, not bad. Do you remember your first joke? I don't remember my first one, but I feel like I wasted so many good ones at the start. Oh, uh, yeah so many classics that i threw out there before i had a following you know yeah what, and i can't repeat them can't so them. nah I, i've I, I hold myself to such a high standard i've repeated myself once and i got a message from my wife going you've used that one already so i had to delete it and put up a new one quickly before too many people picked up on that but um yeah there was there was some definitely some good ones thrown out at the start yeah no doubt uh and where do you are they all from you know the brain or are they no no I can't, I, I can't think of that a lot of them are researched at the start i had to do a lot of researching myself mm -hmm. uh since then it's got a lot easier because a lot of people send me what they find funny and just like you should post this one this is a good one yeah good it's like sweet i'll save that one and wait a few weeks until they forget that they sent it to me and then i post it up so they can't claim credit you know <laughs> well what's been a favorite tell us a joke one of the favourites, oh, I was at home the other day and a copper came and knocked on the door and he said, sir, we've had a, a report that there's been a couple of huskies chasing kids on bikes. And I was just like, officer, like they're, they're not my huskies, like couldn't be my dogs. It's like, how can you be so sure? I said, well, I haven't taught them how to ride a bike yet. <laughs> what a... Love it. Yeah. Yeah, good. So, um, and you say that people do send um, you their jokes or, um, you know, let you know when you've repeated, like your wife has let you know when you've repeated one. What are some other messages you've got online from people that have appreciated your jokes? Uh, not so many online. I've, I've had people that I know personally that have walked up and that, that don't acknowledge it online and they're just like, your jokes make my day, like, keep it up sort of thing and I was just like oh right I like it's all a bit of a laugh and and whatnot um I've had a, a couple of lads 
say that they wake up every Friday and that's the first thing they do in the morning is go on and look for the joke, which is, I found that quite funny. I was just like, oh, surely you've got something better to do on a Friday morning. But no, if that makes people laugh and smile, mate, then it's a little thing that I can do. Yeah, I think personally, and that's part of the reason of getting you on as well, and to start with this question, and I've noticed it from when you started, and it's something I did look forward to um, when you did post it and read, read yeah. what funny humour you had at the time, <laughs> and then also see who else is you know, liking it too, because yeah. um, no doubt it does make people's day when they read something like that, and yeah. they might be having a really you know, off day, and to see something like that online, as you said, there's a lot of negativity online, and um, have a laugh and it's, it's powerful yeah definitely um, I think that a lot of people need to to try and look at the light and that's it we've all got problems that we can focus on but if there's one little part that we can and that's why they're dad jokes too you know they're they're corny they're so obvious it's just like that's not actually funny and it's so not funny that it it makes you chuckle and they're the best ones, mate, where you, you can't help but just shake your head and just like, what's he doing? Yeah. They're the ones that I, I love. And, like, have you ever thought about going into stand-up comedy? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be lying if I said no. Yep. Uh, the missus and I had a, our honeymoon planned, and it was right as COVID hit, which sucked. We snuck our wedding in, but uh, America shut down right as we were meant to go over. And the last stop on our trip was going to be LA and we're going to a comedy club. And I had something that uh, I'd put down if like we, there was, you'd throw your hat in the your name in the hat sort of thing. And, yeah. and if they called you up, you, you got a chance to go up for a minute. And I had something up the sleeve that I was, I was going to toss up, but it's, it's definitely not a dad joke and uh, probably not the best for this podcast. So I'll keep that, that clean. <laughs> Uh, I'd love to hear it. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. It's, it's been too long. It's been over two years. I practiced it for so long too and I thought I had it nailed. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. The missus didn't think it was funny and no one else really thought it was funny except for one of the lads at work. But that was the small bit of encouragement that I needed was one bloke saying, that's pretty funny. I was just like, I'll run with that. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe you can tell us off air. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking <laughs> over beer or something like that, but... We'll keep it clean. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit more about how you look after your own mental health. Um, you know, and a little bit, you know, connect that to what is your why? Yeah, um, I struggled deeply with depression probably mid twenties. Mm -hmm. I started really, really struggling with depression, and I found that I needed to do something physical to to get myself out of that, and whether that is it's currently gym like i i go to the gym as much as possible sort of thing and i notice that if i'm doing it three to five times a week I, i'm a lot better mentally than than i would be without it yep. and um since footy i've also got a little bit into jujitsu as when i can just to still that that competitiveness that i had in football i need to challenge myself physically against other people and um I find that that helps me greatly in in being able to cope with um, like your dark thoughts that you get throughout the day and whatnot. It's uh, it's easy to let it consume you, and um, when you let that happen, when I let that happen, I feel that it affects 
so many people around me like um, I'm not able to support my wife as much as I like we've now got a daughter so I'm not able to be the father that I want to be and going to the gym just straightens that out keeps everything in check mate yeah no, very good and jiu-jitsu get that out <laughs> how did you get into that um well mate i snapped my ankle and the just natural progression is when you've snapped your ankle and the bone comes out just get into somewhere where they can leg lock you you know <laughs> just seemed like the, the smartest thing to do it was um so you snapped your ankle during a game of yeah league. football yeah. yeah 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 um nice compound fracture yeah and i think i had 12 weeks off walking and then learning to walk again so no weight bearing for 12 weeks and then learning to walk and then within three months i i needed to do something and i don't know why i got into it but jiu-jitsu just like i always liked the wrestling football and mm. and that was that's the path that i went i had a mate um mark christensen who he recommended it to me as well and he said that it was something that that helped him mm -hmm. and i was just like right i'll get into that and lucky enough to get in with uh Mackay mma who i believe they've helped out the cutters a few wrestling sessions as well and can't recommend those guys high enough they're they're a great bunch of people down there it's it's a lot of fun where are they based they're based down in victoria street i think it is down near the caltex okay. city cabs yeah. mm, and uh, mate it was it was awesome getting into it it was funny um rocking up and it was just like hey mate i talked to you about doing jujitsu I, I had a bit of an injury before and he's just like it's okay mate like we won't touch your foot and whatnot like and i was just like okay like here's a here's a picture of my foot so just so you're aware of what's happened it, am i still able to do it and people's reaction when they see the the photo is always hilarious to me because i've seen it so many times now and the shock on their face is yeah. just something that you, you can't prepare for it's hilarious yeah, i've definitely seen that photo it's a bit of like a ooh. Mm. five years <laughs> anniversary this year too oh yeah yep. how is the ankle oh happy days man yeah have you had it um has anyone tried to put you in a leg bar or mate i ta as soon as someone looks at it i'm tapping, tapping. yeah call it yep not nah, you win that uh, i'm I'm not in in it for uh, ego anymore, which is a, a big thing for me. Yeah. I'm not trying to, to let that get in the way of learning and, and being too proud to tap. Mm -hmm. So you've had a few fights? No, 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 no. Just rolling around, just fun. No. Okay. I love another fight, a cookie, come on now. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Still got all your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, very good. So you... Yeah, exercise really important to um, you know, for people's mental health, and I've, and you've you've shared that. Um, do you want to talk about that a little further? Like, what are some things that has helped you get out? You know, exercise is part of that, but what are some mm. of the things that you've you know gone down the, the rabbit hole and you've needed to put yourself out? Uh, mate, oh, to to get down that rabbit hole is is a strange strange thing. When there's a reason, I feel like it's easier. Yeah. if that makes sense so when when you you have a football injury when you snap a, an ankle or you do a knee everyone expects you to be upset so it's that's okay mm -hmm. it's the ones when you it comes out of the blue when everything in your life seems to be going good 
and that's when uh, the black dog comes and or the, the clouds over you and trying to explain that to someone that you're just depressed mm. because you are that's when it, it you send yourself into a spiral yeah. because you're trying to explain yourself oh, i've got i've got a job i've got a missus i'm i'm up i'm, I'm an able body like what do i have to complain about and then because you are looking at the fact that your life is good and then you still feel sad you get in the the self-pity mm. spiral so to cope with that mate i i used to just break things down to little increments of time and whether that be just a song and just go okay during that song everything felt fine like i didn't have any dark thoughts uh things weren't too bad and then just try and grow it from there so that that one song turns into half an hour where you're not thinking about anything you've got something else to focus on whether it be work or exercise routine that you're doing at the time or just being around friends family yeah if you can break things down into smaller increments i found that that really helped myself so uh, that's dealing like part of your toolkit your definitely toolkit too. mm. and like i said so my mid-20s was probably the the worst time and that's when i did have to start building my toolkit that's a that's a great analogy there it's just like getting more tools that you can you can lean on when you do need to and there's times when tool a won't help you know so you have to go through to b c and d and it, it might be a combination of all of them that, that get you out or sometimes you just have to dance with the demons for a bit mate mm. until you till you get out but there's always people there and I was going to ask about that with your, the people that support you, mm -hmm. um, friends, family. Friends and family are massive, mate. Um, honestly, football for me has has created some friendships that are more like family than than friendships. Mm -hmm. um, it's my like I said, it's my wedding anniversary, and I it's funny looking at my groomsmen. I had five groomsmen. And four of them I played footy with and one was my cousin. So, you know, it's it's something that creates a bond that is like like family, you know, it's it's like blood. The the efforts that you go through with your mates and the hardship and whatnot, it, it creates a, a bond that's pretty unbreakable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they've been there through thick and thin with you, which is great. Hundred um, percent and celebrate the good times like a wedding oh and the birth of yeah the yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny how many people turn up when you put on beers for them that's mm. amazing you know and food yeah yeah and uh the good times so to be um yeah definitely take advantage of yeah definitely uh well let's continue to talk about your injuries through footy mm -hmm. um so you've had a few you've talked about the ankle which has been the probably most horrific one but you've also done your knee yeah um 2012 i was involved in a tackle where i did my acl mcl lcl and broke the bone mm -hmm. so that was a big one that put me out for a little bit um that was a hard one to come back from hard one to come back but i did which was i was happy with i was unaware of how challenging it would be at the start um I was lucky enough to be living with Michael Comerford at that stage, who's also done his ACL. And we had a very different approach. He was 100% with his rehab, you know, to a T. He didn't skip a beat. I was not that person. 
I was the guy who would sit on the couch and put on weight. I think I got to 123 kilos. From what? From, I think I would have been about 98. 98 at that stage and maybe 100. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, to put on close to 30 kilos made uh, the pre-season with you really enjoyable, you know, because that's when you came in too. And it was just fun, you know. Run around in the sweltering heat with an extra 30 kilos on a knee that wasn't as good as what it used to be. But, um... Did we get the weight off? Oh, fast. Yeah. Surprisingly. It was uh, a a lot of, um, I'm not sure if I cried it out or I sweated it off, but I lost it either way. Yeah, no, well done. Um, And you came back and played footy. Yeah. Which was the main thing. Yeah. um, I had a a lot of uh, counterintuitive to what what I was saying before, but my self-talk when I was coming back was pretty pretty negative but that's where I go to to get back mm. to places so um a lot of things that would run through my head was no one thinks you can do it you've got to prove everyone wrong um yeah the world's against you Pro- prove everyone wrong and see what you can do mm-hmm. well pretty much those times too like you know, 2013 um compared to now like we didn't have as big a staff as we do mm. now um, compared to then. We still had really good physio support, um, which you would have um, learnt on a lot. Yeah, definitely. But um, it, a lot of it was up to you to get in, do your own program, be diligent with that, um, and tick those boxes along the way. Uh, at that stage, it was, mate. It was, it was you get the program from the physio, and then you'd rock up to training and my training for the first, I think it was six, six to eight weeks, was I would rock, I would rock up and just do laps around the field while you guys were just doing stuff in the middle. And it was, it was funny, and it was also such a mental challenge to be on your own watching the boys do drills in inside. And don't get me wrong, they were getting punished as well, but they, they seemed like a group, and I felt like it was up to me. But um, it was. It was fun. You'd get the occasional shout out from one of the boys, you know. Keep going, Dolts. You you can do it. And it's just like, oh yeah, right. they do know I'm here. Yeah, you know. No, definitely. Um, and you were seen too, like you know, us being in the middle. You're on the outside. You still, you wouldn't have probably felt part of it at the time, but you still were part of it. Mm. Um, just on your own journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, mate, well done for that. Like, I don't think we've we've ever really talked about it since. You know, those years and um, you getting back and going through that. I personally know what you did go through um, inside the gym and um, you know, getting back and tra- to training and then playing. You know, it was a, it was a big deal. It was um, it was massive for myself to get that that last game for the Cutters. You know, I'd I'd come back and I'd I'd played local league for Brothers the year before and. But to get the the chance under Kim to play against PNG, I was uh, part of the side that was the first one that went over to PNG, and that was my last game for the Cutters. But to get that monkey off my back and to feel like I right, I I did come back and I played again, mm. really felt good. That's that's a big tick on on the wall at home, you know. Yeah, that was a great trip, wasn't it? Oh man, it was a cracker. It was an eye opener, that's for sure. Like. To see to see their culture and how much they they love the game and chasing the bus from the airport, you know, and having a, a, a police entourage yeah. as we made our trip to the hotel, 
was pretty surreal. Because we were the first team to experience that, to yeah. go to PNG and, and play them. And it uh, wasn't in Port Moresby, it was in Kokobo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Think it was pronounced Kokobo. Um, yeah, and getting to the airport, really well um, yeah, welcomed. The, um, the dance that they put on with the drums and everything, mate, that was really cool. And then you know, our training session and then the game, like the kids just standing up on the um, on the fences in the trees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And it was pouring down too, torrential rain. And yep. they just rocked, sorry, rocked up in droves. They loved it. So it would have been uh, you know, your first game back a few years from injury to mm -hmm. come up against uh, PNG fellas. Yes, welcome yes. Back. Oh, what a welcome too. What a welcome. It felt like they were all made of timber. Yeah. You know, they were just so solid. And, you, and from the from the wingers to the front row, it was just physical the whole game. And it was a wet track. Like I said before, not the fastest bloke. So me on a wet track is not a pretty sight. But um, to, to get out there and, and roll around with those boys and have a good hit out, I don't think we came away with the win that game either, unfortunately. We're unlucky. Yeah. We were coming home with a wet sail, but um, we, we ran out of time. But Do you remember the sheds? No. I remember that they were building the sheds. Yeah, I remember the, Yeah, they were building the sheds before, um, when we rocked up the day before for the training session. I remember one lad still welding, so I was like, oh, this is a great trip. Yeah, and we arrived in the supermarket, it was on fire. Um, yeah. It had been burnt down, yeah. a bit of a riot happening. Um, so, yeah, we got to experience a little bit over there at times. Uh, tell me something that scares you at the moment. At the moment, podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely daunting. podcasts. Doing so really well. No. Well, it's a bit of fun, mate. Oh, it's something different, enjoying it. Um, something that scares me. Uh, my daughter has turned five months today, so fatherhood, I'd have to say, scares me. Uh, enjoying every second of it, but the responsibility of raising a, a young human and wanting to give her the best life and everything like that it's it's something that scares me and makes me a little nervous mate. so is that the future um for your family scare you or is it the day-to-day -day? it's the day-to-day -day. and when she turns 16 mm -hmm. you know i don't ready. i just don't want her to get older and she she can stay my little girl forever you know safe in the house it's when she's she's a teenager and she starts getting an attitude I've, I've heard there's a few girls that are five-year-olds. Mate's got a few five-year-old daughters and whatnot that give them cheeks. So starting younger and younger. Yeah, getting prepared. Mm. Yeah, so you know, tell us a little bit about the first five months. What has it been like? Uh, a massive eye-opener. I was talking to you a bit before. I said that um, I knew that I'd love fatherhood. I just didn't know that I would love it this much. Every second, I, get, I can have the worst day at work. I can walk in and seeing her face just makes my day yeah yeah last night was a challenge i think she was up every hour which was fun but it's, it's even at those stages where she can be cracking it you go in you just try and settle her and as soon as she lays her head on your shoulders it's just like oh, you can cry honey it's okay yeah it's the best uh, well um you're, you're you're a new father too how do you yeah, find it mate he's uh, almost nine months he's you know, the jo he's a joy yeah uh, yeah like you said you don't know until it happens and it's the best thing that's uh, happened to you know, brooke and myself and you know we, we love him so yeah 
no doubt you're going to be a good father, uh, oh. especially for all the dad jokes. See, <laughs> <laughs> so, I think she might enjoy it like three to five, and then after that, I, th I think she'll be like, Dad, just shut up. Yeah. Well, hopefully you're still doing jiu-jitsu, mate, um, <laughs> especially when she's 16. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to get her into it so she can scare him off herself. I reckon. Uh well, let's go into, um, take me through a little bit more of the, your behind the scenes of the cutters. So 2012, Seavers year, rolling into 13, we already talked through injuries, but what was the club like back then? Uh, we had success in 13, then uh, through to when you sort of finished up. Um, then talk a little bit more about your coaching too, because that's been a big part of um, your journey in football. Yeah, definitely. Um so I got up here in 2010, Brams was my first year, and we had a, so our first year in finals, or Cutter's first year in finals, and it was it was a great feel, like the vibe around the club was fantastic. Um, that was the first year of the stadium? No, the stadium came the oh, following yeah. year, I think it was. Yeah. So you did the fir your first year was over Junior League? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, my first and second year were there. No, second year was at South when we used to play out of Souths. Okay. with um Seebsy and then the stadium got built um when Seebs rocked up it was it was good he he bought a, a new look compared to Brams Brams was definitely all about um mateship and and bringing everyone together and whatnot and you really wanted to rock up and play for Brams on a personal level uh then Seebsy came and it was a lot more structured he had a lot more things in place was a lot more serious no offense to, to brams there or nothing against brams there but yeah. it was it was definitely that next next level of professional uh, professionalism what's some little things that you remember that a big uh, one was the window that he had us eating after so he'd want us to bring food after training so we we got our our calories in in that little window uh, after training yeah. and that was just a massive step i, I think the boys would be too stuffed to normally eat after training and um you'd have to force force a sandwich down or you'd have to force a couple of eggs and some rice down mm -hmm. but uh, he had um recommended intakes of food as well and i was just like oh that's something that i'd never been involved in before or in, during my coaching or playing career um then the injuries under kim so i didn't get to play as much under kim as i would have liked but it was the feeling around the club was extremely successful so with that success obviously makes things a lot easier um, then I left in 14 and then came back in 18 after my injury um, Grant Ravelli and Tom Heggie were doing the 18s mm -hmm. cutters and they got me down as a bit of a defensive coach yeah. and I had fun there I, I thought that Ravsey was just throwing out a symphony uh, sim Wait, sympathy card there? You got it there, guys. You're welcome. Um, yeah, throwing out the old sympathy card. And now he said, no, mate, like, I've, I've got you on board for your wrestle and whatnot. So we we really want want you down here and think that you can give something to the team. And I really liked the, the group of lads that we were working with there. And we had a great coaching staff as well. And then from that, the next year I was with the 20s with... Uh, Camo and Richie Islandis and um, Doc mm -hmm. Michael Bayless and 2019 that was and mate best year of footy I've ever been involved in hands down like playing coaching it was just Good awesome group. 
Yeah. Good group of players as well that have some are still within the great group of players. Um we had Paco who's down still down here. We had um Vessi who's still here. Uh we had Ray and Smithy who were here last year and Beardy, you know, Tommy Irlandis who's here as well. Um mate, it was just the group of lads that we had was second to none, you know, and the way that they played for each other each week and the way that they bought into what Kamo was saying and you could tell someone to, to do something and they would believe you and go and do it as to the best of their ability and that's all you could ask and they turned up for you week in, week out. It was, yeah, it was awesome. Good good memories and uh, you still getting involved at a local level or you got ambitions to this, um, continue coaching or wrestle coaching? Uh, year off this year, mate. Uh, we've got no family up here so it's, it's all about us this year. We've been a little bit selfish, you know. Um, yeah, just just some time back for the family, and I'll I'll duck on down to a local club and and do some wrestling sessions if they ask and whatnot. I've a few boys have asked, and I've I've had to say no at the moment just with things being a little bit busy. But um, yeah, as, as time goes on, I'll help you out a little bit for sure. Good work, Dots. What about uh, to finish with? Let's talk about some advice you would give a Kai Carter Jr. coming through our pathway here, you know, male and female. We've got really good juniors coming through and um, yeah, what's some good advice to give? Oh, some good advice. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I've got any of that cooking. <laughs> no, um, some advice from a coach's perspective is someone is always watching. You know, even, even when you think that they're looking away or no one's got their eye on you and you can take that little shortcut or you can take that, that step short of the line or run that route that little bit lazy someone is always watching and someone is always paying attention and that can be for good things as well when you're putting in that extra effort when you're running that that lead line when you're a decoy and you're not getting the ball do it to the best of your ability and it's it's noted people see that and it teams are picked off the back of that because you want whether it's a male female you want someone on that side that's going to give that extra effort when things get tough and it's it's noted who will give you that effort um as a player i would say make sacrifices so that missing out on that party that you really wanted to go to with a mate that you went to school with missing out on that party will pay off in dividends down the road you whether it's building new friendships with people that you you play with but that that little sacrifice that you think that oh i'm missing out on on the party that everyone's going to you you're not missing out you know you, the experiences that you will get from football you'll live with for the rest of your life and and the people that you meet along the way will will be tenfold better than that that one little party that you you didn't go to mm -hmm. oh, very sound advice Dulce, and one couple of um, pieces of information there that I'm sure that our juniors will take on board and, and you know, have success along the way while missing that party. <laughs> it's not all doom and gloom, guys. You can party in football too. Yeah, uh, yes, yeah, definitely celebrate those um, wins and, and celebrate um, 
commiserate those losses together as well uh, along the way. But thanks very much for, for joining us, Zach. It's um, been a great chat. No worries, Cookie. Pleasure, anything, mate. Anything to leave us with? Um, you haven't got out that you really wanted to say about Youngie or, <laughs> or LT or anything? No, I've got, I've got nothing to say about those boys but, but good things. Um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll save those chats to um, the old boys. We'll have some good ones there. Yeah. I will tell you one little thing before I go. Yeah. I bought a pair of shoes off a drug dealer the other day. Yeah. I don't know what he laced them with, but I've been tripping all day. <laughs> you should do those laces up, mate. <laughs> right, oh, I, I love it. Thanks. <laughs> Change the game. Proudly brought to you by the QCCS Mackay Cutters.